Hey there, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. If you listened to my previous episode, part one of Quit Leading With Your Head, you know that I wasn't much of a fighter, at least not in the physical sense. But man, could I argue and debate. <laughs> I think most of us do our fighting on the mental level rather than with our hands. Even as a kid, if there was someone with whom I disagreed or someone that I thought had wronged me, I'd lie in bed at night coming up with all the scenarios, all of them ending with me winning. I would play it out in my head. I'm going to tell him this, and then he'll probably say this, and then I'll reply this way. But if he says this other thing instead, then I'll come at him with that instead of this. Every possible scenario played out in my own imagination as I would drift off to sleep, always fighting. Now, come on, you've probably done something like that before. Maybe you never pre-planned your arguments like me, but you likely relived them, thinking about all the things you should have said. <sighs> it's funny how some of our best put-downs show up after the argument. <laughs> I didn't realize the power of imagination and didn't realize I was creating all the drama in my life. All of my favorite movies and books have conflict. That's what makes a good story. And it feels good to be the hero, doesn't it? To overcome a struggle, be a survivor. Well, to be the against all odds kind of hero, the odds have to be stacked up against me. And life eventually became an ongoing, constant struggle, a subtle battle for money, for health, love, and happiness. I believe struggle was outside of me, always pointing to others' behavior as the causes of my problems. So those are the ones I had to fix. I had to argue with them and debate them and coerce them to see it my way. And it wasn't just people. Objects, things were my enemies too. Food was my enemy for years. The doctors told me I was anorexic when I was 13 years old, but I eventually got better. My doctor warned me though that I could never say I was no longer anorexic, just that I was a recovering anorexic. And I maintained that love-hate relationship with food and my body for decades. I'd get down to what I thought was my optimal weight, feeling spry and energetic, and back in my smaller clothes. Feels good, doesn't it? But lingering in the back of my mind was fear of gaining the weight back and a fear of food. Oh, I can't have that. And of course, within a number of months, I was storing my skinny jeans in the back of my closet and pulling out the larger sized clothes. Even in good times, when things were going well, I was already planning on what I'd do when things turned. Sure, we're enjoying this vacation now, but what about next month? How will I pay the bills? Or, I woke up feeling really good this morning, uh, but the symptoms will probably come back. 
and they will. I was an optimistic pessimist. I was positive things were going to get worse. So I started thinking of all the things I was going to do to fix those problems way before they showed up. I was unknowingly bringing all of them into my life. Back when we had all five kids still at home, our tax returns were huge. We'd get that money in and I'd be thrilled for about a day. Then I'd start thinking about a couple of months from then when the money would be gone. What will I do then? Guess what? The money always dried up more quickly than I'd anticipated. Most of the hours of my waking days were spent worrying about potential problems and how I was going to resolve them. So I continued to experience more problems. Living in fear of tomorrow, I struggled today. You ever notice that about yourself? There might be something wonderful happening right now, a party, Christmas morning, whatever, but behind your smile, Amid all the fun around you is a battle. You're worrying about what tomorrow or next month will bring, planning out your next move to hopefully delay the inevitable lows that always follow the highs. That's how it always is. So that's how it's going to be again. Until I die. <laughs> Neville says over and over that there's only one cause for the phenomena of life. Consciousness. I can only experience what I hold is true for myself and others. My world is my own imaginings pushed out. I remember the day when that really sunk in. It was at once disturbing and liberating. Disturbing because all of these problems I used to pin on others were of my own making. And liberating because now I know that I can change them. I don't have to fight anyone. No more manipulation. No more trying to force others to see it my way. No more begging. No more fighting shadows. If you're listening to me, you already have an inkling that there's more to life than constant struggle. There's something inside you whispering that freedom is possible. Wealth is possible. Love is really possible. I'm not going to even mention a particular technique to try today. There's no power in the technique anyway. There's no amount of ritual that will get you where you want to be. It comes down to belief. Your beliefs are shouting at you from all directions, showing up in every area of your life, reflecting the contents of your consciousness. For the next day, or for the rest of this day, don't do anything to manifest your desires. Don't try anything. Not a session, no nifty new technique. Don't even listen to another manifesting YouTube video or podcast. Oh my God, Mike, what are you saying, man? I can't skip a day. I have to get my wish now. If I let up, I won't get what I want. Hmm, there's no rush. No rush at all. There's freedom in knowing this for yourself. The only thing I want you to do is notice where your thoughts are going throughout the day. 
Notice what you're feeling while thinking those thoughts. No pressure to hurry up and change them. Just observe them without judgment. There's no condemnation in Christ in consciousness. Do you see a connection at all with those thoughts and feelings and your circumstances? If you do, that's wonderful. And if you don't, well, that's wonderful too. <laughs> the one noticing the thoughts and feelings is the real you. Real because that is the one unchanging awareness that you are. Everything else is a product of who and what you are imagining yourself to be. And there's freedom in knowing this too. I'll pick this up in my next episode in which I'm going to come clean with you. I was never really healed. I love you. I'm feeling twisty.